Welcome to Breeder Syndicate. How you doing? Good, how you doing? Yeah, Every so-called liquid silica product is made from potassium silicate, and that's where your pH issues come into play, uh, problems with raising the pH. So uh, we it, we can get it from other sources. Uh, a couple of the posters here mentioned uh, rice hulls, and that's true. There's even a powdered rice hull product that Build-A-Soil carries. I can't remember the name, but I've used it, and it did well. One person asked a very legitimate question, is it even necessary? Yeah. And, um, it depends. Like in my worm bins, I run a lot of uh, rice hulls as an aeration material. So when that deconstruct is releasing the uh, silica oxide, it, I believe that's the form it's in. So would I add it to my soil? No. But, you know, so that question isn't, you need some silica in your soil. And uh, if you use it judiciously, and get like the uh, ag sale product because that's what all, all the other ones like the silly one from oh, the guy advanced nutrients wet betty or some silly yeah, name. Yeah. um even a sillier label but uh <laughs> it's made from ag sale. i mean all those products that you see in the gross store or what i call the house of perdition um they're all made with eggs so get ag sale. and yeah you know and then cut the chase and it's in a powder form, so you mix on an as-need basis. Uh, and it's good for emulsifying horticulture oils. I don't want to get into that mess, uh, neem or carotid <laughs> yeah. oils or whatever. But, uh, yeah, and I still use them, and they're full of crap. The people, you know, you got to learn the difference between an extract and a pressing. But, you know, that's like trying to explain why is it called unsulfured and not desulfured molasses and if you can't wrap your brain around that one then i don't want to talk to you about the differences between an extraction and using solvents and a pressing that goes back yeah. at least three thousand years to, you know whatever i'll get off my soap how do you feel about uh, how do you feel about um like like power si the the ortho silicic acids and, and and monosilicic acids stuff that's not from potassium silicate you know to be honest with you i'm a real minimalist um, if you looked at my mm -hmm. recipe, uh, the biggest criticism is, well, there's no there there. Well, it's all in the worm castings. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't look. I think everybody should recycle their kitchen waste. And if you don't do that, you should have to be forced to listen to some TV show that's really horrible or something. <laughs> but it's not going to give you a worm casting. It's too much water. And as magical yeah. as worms are, they can't turn water into castings. Yeah. So you need bulk, and that comes from either aged manure, and by that we mean five to six weeks to allow the 
um, vermicides that are given livestock for, you know, like we do dogs, you worm them, right? Yeah. Well, those vermicides kill the good guys in our worm bin. So you need to let that sit for about five to six weeks and they'll degrade into a form, into its basic uh, ionic structure, if that makes sense. Yeah. So it's no longer a vermicide. It's carbon and hydrogen and oxygen and all those good things. So we want to use that. That gives us bulk. And that's how you make good castings. It's, it's through bulking. Yeah. Well, yeah, the stuff yeah. that had, there's some, uh, I'll leave it at that. Uh, yes. Uh, uh, good, good, <laughs> ca good uh, bedding that's been uh, elevated with uh, nutrient dense materials like small amounts of alfalfa meal, uh, mm -hmm. kelp meal. I like to run neem and karanja. This might, you might find interesting. Karanja is actually a legume. It's, it's closer to a uh, alfalfa plant than it is the neem tree, which is a mahogany. And the properties in those two materials couldn't be more different. There's no shared constituent. As a directin comes from uh, neem and uh, pangamia oil comes from karanja. I'm not familiar with karanja. What 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 is that used for? Well, in India, it's the preferred one for medicines for uh, uh, skin products. Uh, and India has some of its own race issues. Uh, the belief that lighter colored citizens are more intelligent than darker, and it's said to be used to lighten the skin tone. I know that it can. But if you if you went into an Indian market and went to the Hava section, everything would have either neem or karanja in it. You know, shampoo, toothpaste. Um, but over here, if you get touched with neem, you're going to fall over dead or something, or you know, you can't go to the rose parade or something. I don't know. But um, yeah, I, I mean, I'm a big neem uh, If you looked at the Ayurvedic medical system. You know, you have the TCM, traditional Chinese, but India has the Ayurvedic. And 72% yeah. of the uh, uh, bottled compounds, you know, um, elixirs and stuff, 72% mm -hmm. have some part of the neem tree, root, bark, leaf, oil. Um, and it's behind the Tulsi basil, which is a forerunner of all basils, like the wolf is to the or canine friends well yeah. this one okay it's the most holy plant in india is the tulsi and then neem is the second one so I anyway there that, you go. at all look up for some kind neemresearch.ca uh it's nothing to do with gardening nothing okay it's all about human health uh diabetes uh uh, viruses, uh, all kinds of things. You can rub the oil on your feet as a cure or a prevention of uh, athlete's foot if you do a lot of uh, running or, you know, whatever. Oh, wow. So, yeah, it's been around for 5,000 years, but suddenly 18 months ago became a, you know, point of discussion at uh, Canacon and uh, yeah. Indo Expo, you know. It's just silly, you know, whatever. Uh, all this is appreciated. There's people asking all kinds of questions. Um, Go ahead. Uh, I didn't mean to dominate that, but. Oh, no worries. No worries. I'm enjoying it. Um, let's see. Why my why is my worm casting running hot in sodium? And then 
And you think I can push out sodium with calcium gypsum? No, because uh, gypsum is simply uh, oh calcium sulfate, and it's calcium in its elemental form, whereas the calcium we get in say limestone or uh, oyster shell that's calcium uh, calcium carbonate. So there's one calcium ion, there's one carbon ion, and then three oxygen ions in calcium carbonate. But in this, in gypsum, you're getting calcium by itself, and then you get sulfur oxide, which is water-soluble. Yeah. And so, when, and like, let's say you're using core. Uh, one thing that has to be, you know, acknowledged is that it's an inert medium. That's why it's preferred if you're going to use salts. But in a uh, organic soil, it's a nightmare. So yeah. what you want to do, the big one that's missing is sulfur. And without sulfur, sulfur is at the base of almost every metabolical function on this planet, including the production of terpenes, terpenoids, and ketones. So it'd be a really good idea. Have yeah. you ever read? I'm using corn. I can't get any flavor, and I don't get any aroma. Mm -hmm. Okay, put a half a cup of uh, gypsum, you know, and say a cubic foot, and there you go. You're dancing. Yeah, yeah, that's something I had to learn on my own too. To add add sulfur, uh, yeah. uh, some kind of sulfur too, too, because I use core. That's all I use. Right. So I yeah. like a mix. I like to add in a calcium carbonate, like limestone or oyster shell. It doesn't matter. Same thing. And then uh, a little bit of gypsum. So I'm getting my elemental calcium along with my calcium carbonate. And then I'm also picking up uh, some gypsum. So I think that's that's a good balance. If you, I don't like using this term, but a limine agent, if you will. Yeah. For lack of a better one. Okay, we have a request here on um, the history of the strain, the one which is one I've been fascinated with for a long time myself. Okay. Uh, pretty simple. Um, in Laguna Beach in the late 60s and early 70s before the whole LSD, the Orange Sunshine thing took them apart. You know, uh -huh. It's one thing to taunt a dog behind the fence with a stick, but you don't want to do that with the federal government. Yeah, that's... Yeah, Especially when you move it in containers. Containers <laughs> yeah, right. of, of hash. <laughs> okay, those are like 48,000, you know, I mean, these guys weren't just the dude. That, oh, we got to go see the dude and get some uh, stashed tonight. You know, this is like, you know, you got to buy even then 10 kilos to even communicate. But anyway, so yeah. the seeds came, they, a lot of the guys, because they're in the BOL, there was like, it had to be 13, right? 13 original founding members. That's, yeah. That was a yeah. given. Okay. Yeah. And so seven were part of this ragtag motorcycle club that used to hang out at this really weird bar not far from Disneyland. Uh, and they were just, you know, drinkers and, you know, like rowdy bikers. Yeah. It was the 60s, man. So <laughs> there was also this group of surfers in the mid-60s that were traveling around the world as it was easy to do. Uh, maybe easier than today and yeah. they went surfing and the surfing spots all had somebody there with good weed so they started bringing some good weed back because they knew how to patch their boards so they could make a hole in the board and stash in a pound or two and so that's then the two got together and then the whole thing so the seed that i had were from kandahar 1970 
And I would oh, know wow. exactly who brought him in, the whole story. Okay, so then I went off to the Army and got drafted, you know, kicking and screaming to send the women and children first, um, but off to save the world and make it safe for democracy. Mm-hmm. So I came back in, uh, in the December of 1976, the first Thai sticks came in. Okay. And they came in uh, 10 kilo uh, bales. 20 of those pounds were sticks, and since Amiya was still two or three years away, so they yeah. were seedy, is all get out. And uh, there was then two pounds of loose buds that, of course, had to be renamed the Buddha buds. You know, you gotta, yeah, yeah, I've heard of that. Yeah, okay. So those seeds became the first crop I ever did that summer in 77. And there was no grow stores. There was no new program. I'm not even sure I even would know what to do if I had a bottle of Maxi or miracle Grow or whatever, you know. <laughs> Yeah, but I understood that you had to water plants, and that was before the banking laws. You could walk into a car dealer and buy four celicas if you want, and pay cash, and it was no big deal. Yeah, that no came flags. later in the Reagan yeah. administration, like you know. Yeah, uh, just say no, that crowd. So, uh, so that was a female, and there were ten plants that were selected out of this mass. Uh, I'm not a breeder, so if I told you, you guys would be laughing. So this was like flying by the seat of my pants. Just be real honest about it, you know. Well, that's early on, though. No one was really. Well, there were no seed companies, and the guys in California were still dinking around with goofy names, you know. Yeah. Um, I had a couple, but I would have named. That's another story. Um, So... That one, uh, the way it got the name was that they were all against the wall, and they, they went from Sativa over to Afghani Dominant, yeah. which I had no interest in at all. So I just said, okay, the one over here is mine. And so, oh, so it's like the one, huh? No, it's like the one over here <laughs> is mine. Okay, so that became a running joke, you know. You still got the one? Yeah, still got the one. And... Uh, so that's just like, you know, it has nothing to do with, I thought it was like, oh, yeah, it's like the one. No, I've had the one that came from Sri Lanka, and I didn't want to ever smoke weed again. It was like <laughs> that far out, you know. It was like yeah. some Hindus, I mean, real Hindu, not, you know, you yeah, picked yeah. it up in New Delhi, I mean, like in the Kush Valley or something, you know, from the side. Yeah. So that's all, the, you know, no big deal. And um, but ironic is... That I've given that way. I've never sold a clone in my life. The mm-hmm. last time I sold a seed was 77. Uh, That's early. That is early. Yeah. Thai seeds, you know, because I had them. Yeah. Because yeah. Uh, I learned early on that if I was going to take the risk of being a serious consumer of cannabis, that you might as well do the good stuff. Right. So I would sell like, I know you think I'm lying, I'm not, but say I, I would get fronted like a ton or two of uh, Colombian from guys in uh, Detroit with way too many vowels in their last name. And <laughs> they'd give you like two months to turn it. Yeah. And so our motto was, I don't want to own it, I just want to fingerprint it, meaning, you know, bump it 25, 30 bucks, 
Yep. And just keeps it, you know. So then I would turn you around then and go buy like premium Mishmakan or Ohakan Spears for personal. And yeah. you went to Sears and got a deep freezer so I could freeze it. You know, so I could buy three or four pounds, you know, that kind of stuff. That's fucking awesome. Yeah. So that was, and I, you know, can I just say one thing about skunk number one? Sure. I mean, going back to the, like, original in the mid-80s. Yeah. I don't get it. What, what do you mean? As far as, like, why it's called skunk in the first place? I, you know, it's like, I just don't get the whole thing about it. I mean, why, the, like, it's that desirable. Oh, okay. Now, I understand that one. Okay. All right. <laughs> I, can, I can understand that one. Okay. It's like, yeah. Yeah. One of my favorite lines is somebody will give me a, a bud to try. What do you think? And I'll say, so did you clone this more than twice? <laughs> Why? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's made it through three rounds, but. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, come on. Uh, one nice thing about growing an old strain is that you really can test the soil. Because you can't test the soil, oh, this time I'm going to do, I don't know, Skittles or Piddles or whatever it's called, right? Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, and then over here, well, I'm going to try this soil, but I'm going to use, I don't know, cookies or whatever the yeah. thing is, you know, whatever the hot button is. But with me, I mean, I can tell you by day 24, uh, I'm not going to finish this. I appreciate you let me try it, but, you know. Yeah. Best wishes to uh, go back to the drawing board. So that, and so, in my opinion, which means nothing, is that at least if I test something for you, I can give you a, a, an accurate comparison analysis of one uh, that I've you know grown like forever. Yeah. The main reason people don't like mine is that if you really want to get the full, you know. Twilight Zone theme comes on right here. Um, you got to do at least 12, if not 14 weeks. And here's the yeah. best part. This is the part I love the best. I've taken it 18 weeks just to see what it would take to get the trikes to turn, even uh -huh. cloudy. It yeah. doesn't ever happen. Never. So you're never going to get the amber. Forget that one. All right. Yeah. Let alone cloudy. No, it never goes cloudy. Even outdoors, like seven months, where you, you know, like Southern California, where you can take it through November into December. Yeah, it never, no, it never goes cloudy. That's that wild. has to be the Highland tie. That has to be. I would think so. It, maybe have you tried like way less light hours, like six hours light? Oh yeah, oh yeah. I, and I, you still didn't do it. Over the years, I've done every. I even, imagine even so. when I was uh, ignorant, got into that. Well, you know, you need this bulb. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, right. Uh, <laughs> this bulb will make it finish. Yeah. Huh? This bulb will make it finish. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, right. Yeah. You need this magic yeah. stuff. What's in I can't tell you. It's proprietary. <laughs> Excuse me? You know. So. But anyway, that's that's my, you know, just a, a guy that decided to get into soil real serious and figure out. I have post on my uh, IG feed of a soil test that I mixed five years ago. Uh -huh. And it has all the NPK, it has all the macro and micronutrients. 
And yeah, we're a little weak in the micro, so let's throw some kelp in there. That's why kelp's the perfect one, because it's a plant, right? And it yeah. accumulates all 83 elements, more importantly, in the right balance. So if we don't go nuts, that's adding some kelp will take care of all our micronutrient issues. Wow. I, see, I didn't even know that. And it's the only brown kelp. Makes not, sense. Not, not blue marine algae, not red. Uh, but uh, green, I mean green and red, but brown. Only brown is the only organism on this planet that creates algenic acid. And I'll, I'll leave you for research on that, but you can see yeah. why brown kelp has algenic acid. Seaweed extract is created by, by law under federal USDA regulations. It has to be created with either sodium uh, hydroxide or potassium hydroxide, the stuff they use in Drano to clean yeah. out your uh, drain. So they use that and they burn everything off. So what are you left with? You're left with powder. You got your elements. So you might as well just do salts. See what I mean? Yeah. All the life force is gone. Yeah. But it's convenient. But at a convenience that is detrimental to your soil, in my opinion. I don't want to put a fungicide in my soil after I've spent several months building up the nutrient yeah. and fungal profile in my compost before I ever hit a worm bin. Um, can I ask you, are you self-researched and you just you just delved into it hardcore and learned it all on your own? Or are you? Are you oh, no, 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 I'm academically, yeah. I was going to say, this is pretty, pretty heavy academic stuff. Yeah, but the, the real stuff is that you have to do it. You yeah. have to get your hands, hands dirty. There's no hands bottled on. solution. There's hey, it's it's hard work, and if you want to have scratch in the game, mm -hmm. you got to do it and be consistent. Don't be, <laughs> don't be my phone because we released my product today. Oh, so, good. Hey there, it's Patty. The one with uh, how you doing, hon? Malted barley, malted or heirloom corn, and uh, hemp seeds. And where can people get this? Oh, build a soil. It's called Don't Laugh. I, it's, I named it, so oh, no. I wanted to sound cool. Uh, gnarly Barley. Gnarly Barley. Yeah, it's 50% uh, barley, and it's 30% uh, uh, corn. That's for the cytokinins. Yeah. Uh, and then the uh, hemp, which I can spend a couple of days explaining all the enzymes and compounds. Well, you know, from it kind of goes like this. If it works good on a plant, it's probably good for you and vice versa. That's interesting. Ouch. We so need the to, benefits uh, from the hemp seed, well, and all, all malting <laughs> means, means nothing yeah. more than this. It means that you took a seed and you germinated it, and yeah. then you arrested yeah. it at about 116 so Fahrenheit. What that does, it leaves the uh, I guess an enzymes intact, so, so we call that diastatic malt. So now, if we take that... Malt after it's dried and ready to store right, use, and we uh, caramelize it All right, love. for Thank flavor, you. for <laughs> aroma, for ales and what have you. That's great, but it kills all the enzymes. So now we call that non-diastatic malt. And if you use non-diastatic malt in your beer formula, then you need to add the diastatic malt, because you can't make beer without amylase is the main player uh, enzyme in the barley, but that's not what we benefit from. 
Can I explain this? Wow. Because this is really important. This is yeah. a hot button with sure. Okay. So all plants produce chitinase. And chitin itself is an acetyl form of glucosamine. Okay. All seashells contain are made up from limestone or calcium carbonate. Okay. Okay. But the crustaceans, the the crab, the lobster, the shrimp, mm -hmm. and I guess that would also include the one in the south, uh, crawdads, yeah. have chitin. And chitin, for example, if you had surgery, either oral or external, they probably mm -hmm. sold you up with chitin string. Okay. Um, that goes back to like the 1880s. This has really got an interesting connection. So in 1922, this young man by the name of Albert Hoffman graduates from Cologne University, and his paper mm -hmm. is on the molecular structure of chitin. And then 21 years later, he would introduce or find LSD-25, and then 15 yeah. years after that, he was commissioned to do the research on these mushrooms out of uh, Oaxaca. And he's the one that gave the name to the two compounds, psilocybin and psilocin. So in a 15-year period, here he does LSD-25. Read his book, LSD, My Problem Child. There you go. Write That's it down, guys. That's a great guys. book. And then, anyway, so the only thing that can deconstruct uh, microbially, that can deconstruct a, a, a polysaccharide uh, is fungi. Bacteria, in their weak attempt to try to deconstruct it, create an enzyme called chitinase. And chitinase okay. deconstructs eggshells in the soil. So that's kind of cool. You don't have to yeah, use a poison. Cool. Yeah. yeah. And then equally important, animal kingdom and plant kingdom have immune systems. And in plants, you have like HAR, hormonal acquired resistance, and SARs systemic acquired resistance, and some of them are called pathways. The most important pathway in a plant's defense system uh, is um, the chitinase salicylic acid pathway. Mark, this is Patty. Okay. And every plant Hi, produces uh, salicylic acid. Some plants produce copious amounts, like the aloe vera plant. Okay. You've probably heard in your career, oh, you can use willow shoots. Oh, yeah. Okay, well, that's salicylic acid. Okay, and so that's why people would use aloe vera for... That's why I, I know it started that. I said, look, man, I'm not climbing a tree. You know, I can go to a Mexican market and get a, a fresh aloe vera leaf, and you just cut off the spiny stuff on the sides. And you stick your stems in there inside the gel, let it sit overnight, and the next day put them in however you, I don't want to get into that one, but right, however you do your you cuts. Yeah. And that salicylic right. acid creates a barrier uh, against pathogenic uh, fungi, your molds and all that. I average seriously over 98% success using just that. And I don't, or the best, actually the best one is you can find true like the sign on the side of the road that says honey, so it's never been touched. Yeah. It's just you straight honey. Is you straight honey to Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I, did, I had no clue about that. Yeah, it's really cool. But you got to get organic because what they do to honey from the time they pull it from the beehive to, I guess, in that jar with the little bear, you know, all that stuff. Yeah. Um, it's a sad story. 
you know, it's not like the real deal, you know. Yeah. But anyway, so that's why if we use malted grains in our soil, the chitinase, you don't have to go through the expense of using crab meal because what you're really after is the chitinase, not the chitin. Yeah. So here you get it right in the uh, malted grains along with urease, urea, protease, protein, phosphatase, what cannabis grower doesn't obsess about phosphorus, right? Yeah. Uh, much of their apparel usually. Um, yeah, right. Yeah, but you get the idea. I mean, so there's like 360 enzymes in a malted grain. So what I can do and have done is I can document, okay, here are the enzymes. You could take something out from under your fingernail and put it in water and say, it's got enzymes. Oh, yeah, okay. Uh, <laughs> but I can explain each one and how they work. And I'm only t taking like 10 out of the 360 that are okay. in barley. So, and then you add corn with the cytokinins and what that does to between the tip of the root system and then the uh, Mary stem at the end of the uh, branches is quite a phenomenal yes. uh, study. And the first uh, cytokinin was discovered in corn in 1937 and the Latin name for corn is Zia. So they named this enzyme Zeatine. Um, makes sense. Yeah. So that's, and there's other, uh, there's other, uh, PGRs and other things in the corn besides that one enzyme, or excuse me, a hormone. Yeah. So anyway, um, All so right. that was biology, I was just uh, thinking botany 101, I probably bored your audience there, but, uh, no, no, I think everybody's fucking loving it to be honest with you. Um, I love it. Uh, I'd love to have you on anytime you are bored, want to come on. I, I know uh, it's a real treat for me and everyone else. So I really well, appreciate, I appreciate it because I like talking to uh, gardeners instead of uh, well, salesmen, you know. Yeah, uh, man. I, it's a well, pleasure and an honor to have you on. you ever looked at my feed? Your what? My feed? feed? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you see some of the plants? Yes. Okay. That one, that 10 and a half pounder. Yes. yes. Don't you think it's a little disingenuous to come on my feed and tell me what I should be doing? Oh, my good Lord. Yeah. No, that's everybody's a, everybody's no, no, a, I'm a scholar and botanist. Feed, right? Yeah. So what right. Sometimes I want to say is maybe like do more reading and not so much editorial stuff, you know, till you kind of, uh, I figured I've been involved in at least, yeah, at least 300, 325 serious gardens in my career yeah i, I mean, imagine so dude <laughs> hey the first slice i ever bought was some george oh yeah it was called george cervantes then before he became jorge so oh. uh yeah he had a place here in portland it was one of three gross stores in portland at the time that was it and uh we went and bought these uh dutch lights from pl light systems Okay. I mean, the professional stuff. I was going to burn down my house in Orange County, California, you know, <laughs> trying to grow some weed. So we decided there was, you know, funding was available. I'll leave it at that. So uh, yeah. we decided to set it up first cabin. And uh, I was using, uh, what do you call them? Oh, Dosatrons, 33 yes. years ago. That's funny. Yeah. And buying like full jugs, I think they were five gallons. Yeah, Dynagro and Dynabloom. Uh, we'd ride down to, uh, there was some in the Bay Area, like San Jose, something like that. Yeah. And uh, so we just put the Dosatron inside the jugs. <laughs> and then I had I did this drip system. 
I mean, by today's standards, you guys got it made. I mean, it's all off the shelf and plug oh, and yeah. play for the most part, you know. We had to kind of like, huh, so how are we going to do this? Oh, the yeah, which one, elect- one time pulling stuff out of the field and staging it next to the pickup trucks. And uh, the guy that was like our leader, I called him OPH, our personal hero. And <laughs> in this case, I just said, hey, Thumbdick, have you given a thought where you're going to dry this? And everybody just looks down at the ground like, oh, man. <laughs> And we were using bull tacos to go back into the forest to get the the plants where I can bring them back and stage them, you know. <laughs> so, uh, Jorge Cervantes, was he, I know he's friends with some of the Northern Lights crew. Did you interact with those guys at all? Uh, no, not at all, because that came out of uh, what they called the uh, BCGA, the British Columbia Growers Association. And okay. uh, the NL came out of uh, Canada on a guy that broke, you see, the BCGA wasn't going to do business with any of the two groups that came out of Holland, the, what is now called Sensi Seeds, then it was called the SSSC, yeah. and uh, then uh, Neville and uh, his partner, uh, David Bay. Watson. Yeah. So yeah. they wandered around, and everybody had cash, you know, yeah, <laughs> briefcases full of cash, and they were buying seeds and cuts. So... The Northern Light came out from a, a grower in, in Canada that said, hey, man, you know, you, you, you cut hay when the sun shines. You got money, I'm selling. So uh, that's how the NL thing went over to uh, uh, Neville's deal, the seed bank. That was the only okay. time I ever bought seeds in my life. I bought them one time, uh, Hayes Northern Lights. And, Did you uh, find any keepers in it? Did you find good stuff in it? I never bought another seed again in my life. That I, you know, every story I hear about old older growers that were growing the Northern Lights haze in its heyday, they all have very very fond memories, and they talk about how many keepers were found that that became like well known clone onlys that are still around nowadays. Well, there is a caveat to my comment. I want to make this is really important. Here's okay. where you're getting conflicting things. In a case that I was indirectly. I wasn't involved, but I was on the possible list of uh, come talk to us mm-hmm. back in Boston. And in discovery, it came out that the DEA and the U.S. Postal Service was intercepting letters from the seed banks to customers here, and they were switching it out with uh, ditch weed seeds. Oh, so fuckers. this was in, in discovery. This is what they yeah. came to the, you know. Here's our evidence, evidence, whatever they call it. I'm not an attorney, but yeah. so they all sit around before they do lunch or something and decide how they're going to screw you. Yeah, um, exactly. Yeah, so, I mean, that, that just, like, it, it clicked. But have you ever noticed how many times in your life you've been uh, back in the forum day before social media? Okay, sure. Like uh, Icy Mag or Grass yeah. and all that. People go, well, they sure, my plants sure don't look like the pictures from the seed bank. <laughs> And yeah. I would just used to think, I don't even want to open this can of worms, man. I just, <laughs> they'll hate, I'll, be, I'll be hated on forever for spilling that one. Oh, but, yeah. Uh, People are going to realize their collection's worthless, and then they're going to really dislike the messenger. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. So, But, no, that's, uh, honest to God, I was like, 
I just went, well, that party's over, you know, so let's go back to square one. And the scenes that we know, because we know who brought him into the United States and the whole history and who, who had possession of him and everything else. So I don't have a lot of confidence. I, one breeder here, that, a farm or whatever they call them, mm-hmm. gave me 13 samples in those little jars with, you know, the, yeah, probably hold, I don't know, half a gram or half an ounce. They had them all. Gorilla glue. Girl Scout cookies, to this, to that, this, to yeah. this. So I put them in a bag and I brought them home. They were going to hire me as a consultant. And uh, so my wife's in the kitchen cooking dinner, and I sat down in the living room, and I opened one up, and I smelled it. I went, God, that's really terrible. But, you know, you never know. So yeah, I yeah. pulled out a nug, and I busted it up, and I put it in my pipe, and I got half a hit. And I just put it down. Uh, it's ridiculous. My wife comes around the corner and she goes, what's that smell? And I said, oh, it's, and I don't want to name it because I'll get, you know. Yeah. But it's yeah. one that everybody has to have or you're just a complete dickhead, right? If you're not growing right. this one, you're a dickhead. Okay. Yeah. And I just said, and so I, you know, I was really polite, but I said, and I called the next day and said, I, I just don't see any connection. I mean, wh- wh- what are we going to do? Like redo your soil? I mean, there's just more issues here than I can even. Yeah. I, I need, like, the biggest spreadsheet known to God to even get into the science of why this thing fucked up. So, yeah. Uh, I wish you the best. And sure enough, one season was over. That was the first year it went legal here. There was funny money everywhere from uh, Asian banks, from European banks. I mean, it was insane. And who did they hire? A grow store clerk? That That's your grow guy? Really? Oh, good. We well, need another CalMag lockout to handle this one. You know. Yeah. There's no. There's no purpose in consulting for someone that's going to hire idiots uh, all along the side of you to perform. You know, complex shit. Yeah. And I'm and I'm enough of an egotist and a clown. I just don't tolerate fools lightly. I mean, hey, go do whatever you want. I wish you the best. You know, uh, instant karma, yeah. whatever. You know, yada yada yada. But I'm here to grow real medicine. Yeah, exactly. I'm not here to. The whole hemp industry is like that too. The whole hemp industry. I I had just made my my entrance into the hemp industry last year, and I was shocked at how many people um, are playing grower in that. I really thought I never fucked with it because I figured there are people that are that are better than I would be at doing it because they've been studying specifically hemp longer, working with it longer. I figured they had that shit fucking dialed in. And boy, was I confused when I got in there and saw the people were just playing, constantly playing. Hmm. I don't know. All I know yeah, is that I know wild how to grow plants without you know, cartwheels <laughs> and, you know, proprietary this, and I can't tell you that. And, you know, I mean, if they, look, exactly. think about it this way. The issues facing the human race isn't whether Johnny gets his dank on. is how are we going to feed people? And if this yeah. crap worked, they'd be sitting in front of the U.N. picking up checks for billions of dollars on solving world hunger. Right. Right. I mean, to me, it, it's that simple. It is that simple. So that's why, like on my new product, I'm donating percent of my compensation to an agency that plants forest around the world. So, um, that's beautiful. 
I just think, you know, I just think, hey, I want everybody to get their dank on it. And if, and if uh, some, like, newt line, I want to do a line called Cooch Newts, spelled <laughs> C-O-O-T-S with N-O-O-T-S, Cooch Newts, you know. And I'll just put crap in it and say, look, this is what you want. I'm, I'm feeding I'm feeding uh, your, your deal, man, your dharma, your, whatever it is you think you have to do to grow a plant. I don't know. We've got All a right. minute Thank left. you very much, yeah, and uh, would, goodbye, everybody. It's, it's my honor to have you on, and I'd love to have you on again anytime, man. Pleasure. Thank you very much. Bye-bye. Thank you, friend. What a treat that was. Fuck, he's so smart. I'm, I'm going to have to go rewatch that several times. Uh, thanks for everyone stopping in, and thanks again to, to Coots. Um, that was our first conversation that we've had. Um, so, yeah, it was a privilege and an honor. Um, take care, guys. Thank you.